Hello and welcome to the golf season. Me and Steven are back. It is Matt Brown, Steven Anderson. We said we were going to be back. We're back here on the channel, fellas, and the NFL is behind us. But boy, this is a good season for betting golf. We are big time golf bettors here. We have some great golf content over on the lines.com, Steven. So certainly we want to direct people link down in the description, actually, to John Hasselbauer's awesome work that he does over there. So be sure and click on that for a full, full preview of the tournament itself and all the different stats that you could ever think about and trying to plug into either your process or your model or whatever it might be. But we're going to come in here each week. We're going to give you one short shot, one kind of middle range guy and one long shot that we're on for the week. And then we'll send you over to our Discord channel as well to get our full card. But Steven, I'm certainly looking forward to this. Glad to be back on here with you. And Listen, glad to be back into the golf season here. We've already made some money here early, hit a couple of outrights. Um, I had Max Homa last week, so I was able to kind of hedge off on some John Rom Live stuff to be able to turn a profit for for the week. So we've been on it so far, and hopefully we can continue here for the Honda. For sure. Two outrights for me so far already. Had Max Homa earlier this year. Uh, where was that? I was at the Farmers, and then uh, we had Siwoo Kim, John Hasselbauer and I at the Sony Open. So... We're off and running here, man. I mean, we could not hit it outright for the next couple of months and still break even. So that that's how you want to do it in golf betting, right? Feeling pretty good about everything. It is the Honda Classic, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Listen, it's 144 golfers and 65 and ties make the cut, but it's a weak field. You're going to look at the odds. You're going to see short numbers next to names where you're usually getting way, way bigger numbers. It's just the nature of the beast. Bad scheduling spot here for the Honda. And so you just get a weaker field. With all that, it's a par 70, so keep that in mind as you are going about everything. 144 golfers and 64, like I said, but we're only talking about an $8.4 million prize pool, which, of course, is way down from these elevated events we've had the last couple of weeks. So if you are in a one-and-done pool, it's $1.5 million to first place there. 7,125 yards in this thing, about average, a little over average size greens, a little bit below average on the fairway length. Rough shouldn't be all that bad so long as you aren't way, way, way off. The big thing here, Stephen, is there's water in play on 15 of the 18 holes. And that is really what this all, what this tournament all comes down to here. And I'm sure that's part of your process as well, is that it's so highly variant. I mean, like, listen, one, you dunk one ball and then it can just completely change the entire, the, the entire deal here. So it, that's why it's very hard for me to get to the top of the odds board, even with a guy who, right. like Sung JM, who's certainly the class of the field. You, you dunk one ball and and then it just completely changes the whole complexion of the tournament. And, and that's why for me, you know, we've seen a lot of long shot guys get home in this tournament as well because it is so highly variant. Yeah, for sure. I love that John Hasselbauer has added this table to his previews every week now. That's a new addition from his previews compared to last year where he has the past winners, what their odds were pre-tournament and what the winning score was. And mm -hmm. the first thing that jumps out to you about the Honda Classic is the winning score of the past winners here. Nobody's even gone 13 under par and won yeah. this event. Every score is 12 under par or worse. And if you look at the pre-tournament odds of the past winners, you have a couple of guys like Justin Thomas who played in 2018 when this field was was a little stronger. That's and he's the thing, right? One, it, but it's not that anymore. No, it, that's the thing. It's like I've heard people say like, hey, we've had short shots win this thing. And it's like, well, 
Those short shots were Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, and Rory McIlroy, all of which were in their prime whenever right. they when they won this thing. So it's like, yeah, talk about it, the other guys now who have yeah, won. Yeah, it's, it's irrelevant. You know, I mean, like it's it's like, yeah, we did have short shots win, but like that was back when people played this tournament. They don't play it anymore, and so I, I I'm with you. It's like it, it's a little bit misleading. I look more at the fact that six of the last eleven winners have been 80 to one or longer. That's kind of what I look more at where it's like, Hey, look, it's going to be windy. There's a ton of water. This thing could go all over the place. Including since 2013, four winners who have been 300 to one or longer. (laughs) I mean, total bombs out of nowhere. So, I mean, to, to borrow a phrase that our, our friend, Rich Ryan likes to use on the gridiron gamble podcast, it's a spray and pray week for me, man. I want as I want as deep of an outright card as I can possibly get this week. I probably have double the names I normally do compared to what we saw in the elevated events. And again, guys, it's like you're going to hear a ton about like 15 to 17. It's the bear trap. It is definitely one of the hardest three hole stretches on tour. So don't I don't want to take anything away from that three hole stretch. But it's not even the three hardest holes on the course. Like the sixth hole has a 37% bogey or double bogey rate. The 10th hole has a 28% bogey rate. The 14th hole has a 22% bogey rate. We have had the cut line above par every year for the last decade. So if your guy is sitting at plus one, don't think he's dead because that is not how this tournament works at all. So it is likely to be another tournament in which there's going to be a pretty low winner. You know, the score is not going to be very low. We're going to have uh, several changes probably at the top as well. And again, the cut line is likely to be over par. So Stephen, when we take a look here uh, on the short shot side of things, who's a short shot that you were looking at this week and made your card. So most weeks I'll just run my numbers over the last 50 Mm -hmm. rounds, last 36 rounds, last 24. But in a, an event like this, what I really wanted to look at was how these players in this weak field have done when the scoring conditions have been difficult. You can kind of tick that box on the model services that you're using because we know that the winning score here is not going to be very low under par. So when I tick that box, certain guys appear both when the box is ticked and when the box is unticked, which tells me they're playing well right now, but also in their history, they've played well when the scoring conditions have been difficult. And the first guy that popped to me at the top was Aaron wise. He's won on the PGA tour a couple of years ago. Um, last year, he finished second at the Memorial, another course with difficult scoring conditions where he finished second, but was still single digits under par And we know that he has done well in majors. This is not a major championship field, but in those difficult fields, he's finished top 20 a couple of different times. So in a field like this, it should go to reason that he should be able to contend here. So he is a guy that in general was popping for me over the last 50 and 36 rounds, but rose even higher when I turned um, the difficult conditions on and even as high as as number two in a couple of spots here right over the last 36 rounds he's right there for me in these difficult conditions with a sung jm with a shane lowry who's at the top of the board and i was able to find him 28 to 1 earlier this week so in that kind of middle tier 
I had to make some decisions. I could only really go with one guy because of my philosophy of be- wanting a deeper card and a lot of, of longer shots. But Aaron Wise is the guy that ticked all the boxes for me of being able to compete in difficult conditions. A shorter shot for me is a name that if you are not a big-time golf nut, you probably don't know, and you're probably wondering why the number is as short as it is on Minwoo Lee. And it is a guy that has had incredible success overseas on the DP World Tour and just the World Tours in general. And if you are able to use a site, which I fortunately – I'm one thing I have changed about my process this year is I'm running models on three different sites. And so I'm using three different algorithms to pull and try to get a common answer. So when I see names that pop in all three different types, then that is certainly that I look to kind of gravitate towards those names. Now, only one of them does pull data from the corn Ferry tour and the European tours, which allows me to get some names that you don't see in some of the other modeling systems out there. And, and Minwoo Lee was at the top for me uh, and several of the different models just in that particular one that I ran. Now, if you look at his European tour statistics, you were talking about a dude that's maybe as hot as anyone in the world right now, other than John Rahm. If you go back to October, we are talking third place, third place, T8, 12th, T4, third, T2, T13 in his eight last eight starts. No finish lower than 13th in his last eight starts. Now, again, none of those came on American soil. Those are all on the European tour. That being said, This is a dude who is a very, very good player in all facets of the game. And I think in a tournament, again, like this, where it's kind of variant, there can be some craziness happen, there can be some wackiness happen. We know that some of those tournaments that you play over in Europe do get windy, are in windy conditions, are different things like that that I think could play in his favor this week. So Minwoo Lee, my short shot here for the week. And I think when you're talking... um, Steven, I know that you have a guy on your card that when we're saying, hey, might not necessarily pop in some of the modeling systems out there because it depends on what data they pull. Uh, you were able to kind of kind of get on a guy that that maybe fits that bill, too. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Min Woo Lee, who you will be calling Win Woo Lee if he wins this week. <laughs> but uh, it it's, goes to the greater point that when you're playing an event like this that's not elevated and you have a lot of these European tour guys coming over, you need to kind of look at how they've been playing outside of the modeling services. And we've had success doing this in past years with a guy like Garrick Higo, who came over and won all of a sudden at the concession and, and at a huge number, you're just not going to be able to put numbers on these guys unless you have a specific modeling service like Matt has that not a lot of people have access to. So um, you're going to have to kind of just use some intuition, maybe play a number here. Admittedly, I was between Aaron Wise and Min Woo Lee, mm-hmm. and I'm I still went with with Aaron Wise. But if Min Woo Lee gets off to a slower start, I'm not ruling out live betting him because the form has been so good for him. But with that same philosophy, Matt, I also did bet Adrian Moronk, who is not going to pop in these PGA Tour modeling services, but is a three-time winner on the European Tour, or I the DP world tour at this point, including twice last year. And we're getting 50 to one or longer on him. So really just playing a number there on Adrian Moronk. Uh, But yeah, that, that philosophy was there for me as well. Sometimes in these lesser, you know, less spectacular events, you need to kind of make some 
judgment calls on these European guys that are coming out. Coming a- absolutely. And listen, Moronk, super long off the tee. I actually do think that driving distance makes a difference this week um, because I think it's more about the fact that if you're longer off the tee, it doesn't necessarily have to mean the driver. It can mean everything. And there's going to be a lot of guys taking less than driver this week. And if you're longer off the tee with the driver, you're going to be longer off the tee with a three wood or a three iron or whatever it might be. And so uh, I actually did uh, really do factor in that this week as well. Now you're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top us sports books all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. I like your middle shot guy because I am also on him as well. For sure. If you kind of just look at the the stats that I popped in this week, and it's a lot of the typical stuff you would use with strokes gain off the tee and strokes gain total and strokes gain on approach, but also throwing in some bogey and double bogey avoidance and you know proximity mm-hmm. with long irons from 150 to 200 yards. The guy that's number one for me this week over the last 24 rounds is Joseph Bramlett. And I bet him earlier this week at 80 to one. Apparently I was not alone in my conclusion on him because he's down as short as 50 to one right now, but I still think that's a playable number if you're building a card out. I covered this guy when I worked a year on the web.com tour. Now the corn Ferry tour and everybody I talked to said, this guy has, has gobs of talent and he just had a really bad back injury. It was so bad that it seized up and he was on his back lying on the course and he couldn't walk. He couldn't move. It's taken him a long time to get back from that. But this guy was a pretty heralded prospect coming up through the ranks and it's just taken a long time to get healthy. So if you're looking deeper back last 50 rounds, last 75 rounds, he was still trying to get his form back. So this is a situation where looking at a smaller sample size does mean something to me because the consensus is this is a talented player mm-hmm. and now he's healthy. And his past two events, 13th at the Farmers and 7th at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, he's in great form. In stacked and fields, field, and now you get a weak field. 
Exactly. Yeah. And he's coming like if it, to use a horse racing term, he's coming down in class. Mm-hmm. If those were if the farmers was a grade one event, this is a grade three event with mm-hmm. lesser competition. So at a big number like that uh, and, and throw in the fact that he is number two in this field in strokes gain ball striking. He is number six in strokes gain on par fours, number six in bogey avoidance. A lot of green across the board here over his past 24 rounds. I think he's peaking here, and in difficult conditions, I think he sets up nicely because, to your point, Matt, he can bomb it. And if this is going to be difficult scoring conditions no matter what, I want the long hitters who are going to have short irons in their hands on the approaches and not long irons in their hands on the approaches. Yeah, everything you said, Bramlett made my card as well, popped in all of the different versions of the models that I ran. And so uh, really did really did check a ton of the boxes that I was going for this week. So he is also on my card this week. My middle shot is Ben Griffin. And this is me not ignoring the numbers and not ignoring what I have, you know, had success over the last couple of years doing. And when I go in and I have all of these stats that I find important, and then I plug them in and a number and and something gets spit out to me, I tweak things here and there, add difficulty to a course, add in, you know, putting on Bermuda, whatever it might be, different little things like that to see if, oh, if I add this or tweak this, then the guy falls significantly. That was just not the case with Ben Griffin this week. In any different little tweak that I made, he never really fell further than about 12th or 14th. And with that, at a guy that you can get it kind of 65, 70-ish to 1, 60 to 1, something, whatever it is out there right now, uh, a guy that I'm really, really going to buy into for a tournament like this. Again, we've seen some guys, you mentioned it at the top, we've seen some really long shot guys win this. And I think Ben Griffin's kind of on that verge of maybe kind of breaking out a little bit. And this would be the type of tournament where that that could happen, right? I mean, if we look at strokes gained, par fours and this is you know again there's only two par fives on this and the par threes you're not gaining any strokes because the par threes are impossible so in strokes gained par fours he's second in this entire field over the last 36 rounds and so this is where he might be able to actually get a little bit of an edge here so ben griffin for me is my middle shot that again you can still find it a pretty hefty number out there who did you look at from a long shot perspective uh, Griffin almost made my card too, by the way, is right there at the end. Just to, just didn't quite make it. He's probably the first guy off my card, to be honest with you. So I like where your head's at on that one. I'm going to be upset if he loses. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a different name than we talked about pre-show here because it's too tough to ignore. And if he wins, and I don't mention it here, I'm going to regret it. But uh, we talked about the fact that three, uh, four winners since 2013 have been 300 to one or longer. So I'm going to give you one of those guys. I'm going to give you a complete from the clouds bomb here. And I'm going to admit, Matt, that I didn't know this person existed until this week. (laughs) And I know a lot of golfers. I didn't know who this was. His name is Brent Grant. And this is another guy who moved up the ranks for me when I turned the difficult scoring conditions on. And over the past 36 rounds, he came out to top five in my rankings this week. Also top five as well over the past 24 rounds. You can find him as long as 450 to one as we record right now on Wednesday Mm -hmm. and as short as 200 to one. So some people have bet him a little bit, but you could still find a 450 out there if you want. So literally lunch money to win thousands of dollars on this guy. But across the board here, not much red, really the only stat that I'm using this week that he ranks outside the top 100 on 
is proximity to the hole from 175 to 200 yards. There are eight different stats where he's ranking in the top 25 in this field for me this week. So, yeah, I mean, I had to bet him at that number. And, you know, you can get really good odds on him to top 40 as well this week. My long shot is a guy that, again, if you're you'd have to dig a little bit to find. But his name is Eric Cole. And Eric Cole is a guy that made his way up through the ranks. He has played a ton on the Corn Ferry Tour, had a decent amount of success on the Corn Ferry Tour. But listen, he's the typical triple digit bomb guy that you want. He either plays really well or he just cut, right? Like that's like, and, and honestly, Stephen, if we're if we're playing these bombs, that's kind of what we're looking for. We want a dude who, if he has, if he's bringing his game and he's playing well, then he can actually compete with with guys. And if he's bad, then whatever. He just he he just gets cut, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're looking for in these super variant tournaments and these guys with super variant results. Eric, Eric, um, Cole grew up in Florida playing on this like specific. This is not even Corn Ferry before Corn Ferry playing on a, a tour that basically was just in Florida. And so he was making his rounds around tours. Florida and he has played this course multiple, multiple, multiple times with a bunch of success. And I'm not saying that there's necessarily, look, there's still a ton of wind. You can't really predict where the wind's going to go and stuff like that. Ton of water and all that. But I do think there is at least a little bit of an advantage to where if you've played this in super windy conditions and with having him having played as many times as he has, he certainly has. And he knows kind of where he can avoid the water and things like that. I do think there's at least a little bit to him there. A guy that again had a, a ton of success on Corn Ferry, comes up to the comes up to the uh PGA tour, has made a bunch of cuts. Now he hasn't had a high finish. He was at T fifteen over at the AT&T. There is about there is that. But again, it's a tournament in a much, much, much weaker field now where he has some big time familiarity with the course. And so Eric Cole going to come in as my long shot this week, Steven, everything that we do absolutely free. So again, if you're just joining us for the golf season, you weren't with us for the NFL or NBA or whatever it might be. Hey, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Really do appreciate it. Give us the comments in there. If you want us to do something different, talk about some different things. Listen, we're all ears. We just want to give you kind of the quick and dirty here of some of the guys that we're looking at full card, Go over to lines.com, upper right-hand corner. There's a little Discord button. Join the Discord. Steven's in there. All of our guys are in there. We're discussing things, having conversations, trying to talk through why we're on plays, why we're off of plays, all of the different things like that. So I think you can learn some stuff along the way, and also you can get our full card that we are going to put in for the tournament each and every week over there on the Discord. And Steven, it's really growing, so I think that that it's a, a benefit for everyone because it's not just golf. It's college basketball. It's NBA. It's NFL. It's everything that we're talking about over there. For sure. The people that are in there are getting the best of the numbers too, Matt. We've talked about a guy like Joseph Bramlett who went from 80 to one to 50 to one this week. And it doesn't sound like much, but that would stop you from adding an additional player onto your golf betting card this week. So um, in golf betting and college basketball betting, whatever we're covering, it, our guys are finding the best of the numbers and sending you push notifications on your discord app. If you're in there and in the roles server and, and opt into that service. Again, full preview link in the description below for John's article. Read it. Definitely soak in all of the time and effort that he puts in to those previews. So be sure and do that as well. For Steven, I'm Matt. Good luck on all your Honda bets.